power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen.
gathering because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. May I speak as you grant me utterance. I fed you of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God. I take authority in the realm of the spirit and I declare a supernatural injunction any activity of the enemy in this place we declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with your father this morning through the word take glory father take glory son take glory holy spirit in Jesus most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving amen somebody put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Your amen is jaundiced. Hallelujah. Your amen is anemic. Hallelujah. We bless God for a morning like this. How many of you are ready for the word? How many of you are ready for the word? Great. Alright. So, as you know, I started a series last week on the Christian in the modern world. The Christian in the modern world. And last week I dealt with the topic the Christian and social media, the Christian and social media, I established certain facts and um, my prayer is that you put the things that I taught you to use, amen, you know we, we put up a jingle for today's service and I was scanning to see who are putting it up on their status and those of you who put it up on your status, God bless you, hallelujah, yeah it's not only national science and mass quiz. That is important in this time. Amen. Yeah, we, we need to promote the Christ agenda as well. So I just quickly want to go over the, the Ten Commandments of Social Media I gave you last week. Ten Commandments of Social Media for the Christian that I gave you last week. Commandment number one, beware of deception. I spoke about the fact that it's not everything you see people post that is really true about their lives. All right. And that people can hide behind things and people's um, profiles and do all sorts of things. So beware of deception. Two, do not entertain unwholesome conversations on social media. Alright? Hey, take a nude picture and send me and do this and do that, all of those things. I told you that once you press send, the thing is gone. You don't have any control over it again. They'll tell you it's, it's encrypted, end-to-end encrypted. Those who have the necessary know-how and the technological know-how can pull it out. Alright? The person can delete it. You can also delete it. But trust me, it's in the system. Why do you think celebrities and stuff like that at the wrong time, sometimes when they are about to shoot up and stuff like some of these things come out and it's just a big disgrace. The ones you've sent already, they're already gone. Just pray. Hallelujah. That nobody gets their hands on them. Mm, sometimes you have to preach it as it is. Amen? Oh, you don't like that one? Eh? If you don't like it, I will say it. That way it's supposed to be said. Amen? Yeah. Number three, do not use social media as a means of settling scores 
or to let out your frustrations. Sometimes people post things on social media. You know that Charlie, this is frustration being let out. Number four, do not use social media as a way of replacing real relationships. When you go out on a date with your beloved, put the phone somewhere and look at your faces. Chat, talk. Husbands and wives talk. Like every time somebody's face is buried in a, a phone somewhere. Hallelujah. And I showed you that social media conversations can never replace the real human to human conversations. Because you see, when you type something, it doesn't carry emotions, it doesn't carry expressions. Something like, tell him I said he should come. There are a lot of different ways I can say it, and it will have different meanings. I can say, oh, tell him I said he should come. That's welcoming. But I can also say, tell him I said he should come. Same words, but different message carried because of the emotion attached to it. And you can't have that when you are texting, when you are doing WhatsApp. You can use emojis, but the, as I showed you last week, even the emojis, you don't know what they actually meant to me. Some of the ones you have been using for that they mean something else altogether. All right, and depending on what the person interprets the emoji to mean, they will interpret what you are saying in a different way. So, social media relationships cannot replace real relationships. Commandment number five do not get into unnecessary arguments on social media. People get very nasty just because somebody doesn't agree with their point of view and you go on social media platforms and there's a lot of insults and all of that avoid that as much as possible commandment number six avoid unnecessary comparison because you can't trust everything you see don't compare your marriage to somebody's marriage don't compare your relationship to somebody's relationship just based on what they are showing you on social media there are a lot of people who have very low self-esteem simply because they see other people as very beautiful before you know all those pictures are highly filtered and photoshopped they've said goodbye to all the pimples by courtesy of photoshop and something you see and you compare yourself you look at yourself in the mirror and i mentioned the fact that nobody will get up on the day they are feeling like they are not looking beautiful and take a picture and put it on social media it is the days that they believe they are on top of their game that is when they put their things on social media so avoid unnecessary comparison number seven do not spread information that will not build anyone up. We are too quick to share information. You hear this thing about this person. Hey, especially the celebrities. Hey, this person has done this. This man of God has done that. It's like juicy news. So quickly, we press share. Nowadays, gossiping is not only when two or three women are gathered. <laughs> gossiping can take place on groups, WhatsApp groups. Once you share something, you've not even verified the thing. Sometimes it's bad news, sometimes it's good news. Verify information before you send it. And anything that will not build anybody up, just avoid it. Number eight, before you put anything out, check your English, grammar, and spelling. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's very important because you may, you may carry a very strong message, but the message will be drowned by the fact that your tenses are wrong, your spellings are wrong, you have switched uh, Lexus and structure and all of those things and made the whole thing pass and people will be commenting on the English and correcting you and asking you what school you went to rather than concentrating on the solid Christian message that you have put out hallelujah 
it won't take anything to do a spell check it won't take much if you are not sure of the tense and the spelling as for spelling nobody knows how to spell every word sometimes eh, you can get so confused that even there you go and write d-e and then something will prick you that hey it's not d-e it's t-h-e <laughs> hallelujah yeah so we are all prone to making such mistakes and just correct things before you post them number nine don't waste time unnecessarily on social media don't waste time the bible talks about redeeming the times making good use of the times don't waste unnecessary time on social media and then 10 use social media to promote the christ agenda hallelujah today we are moving to another gear tell somebody another gear and today we are talking about the christian and music the christian and music somebody say the christian and music hallelujah yeah you see today what i'm going to do is to give you information that's some of the things i'll make categorical statements about them and some of them to i'll leave it for you to judge for yourself hallelujah but our anchor text for this series still remains the same you see the bible says things are lawful unto me but not all things are profitable it says all things are lawful unto me but i shall not be brought under the power of any this is apostle paul speaking and it applies to many aspects of our life it applies to many facets of our life and today i believe it applies to music as well hallelujah all things are lawful but not all things are expedient now today i want to prove to you how powerful music is music is an extremely powerful thing don't 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 joke with music my prayer for you is that after today your antennas will be heightened so that you filter what music enters your system because music can do so much trust me music can do so much now music was created by god himself amen it was created by god himself do you know that god himself sings do you know do you know that god sings you don't know eh you want how will god sing <laughs> give me zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 those of you who don't know zephaniah is also in the bible it's in the Old Testament, Zaphaniah. There are some books people don't read. Zaphaniah, Obadiah, those, you know, Nehum, Malachi, Micah. Those small, small books people don't read. Now, this is what the Bible is saying. It said, The Lord your God is in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. That means God sometimes has cause to rejoice over us. God actually gets up and jubilates. I mean, isn't that something to think about? For God to rejoice over you. Maybe some serious temptation has come and you just flee it like that. God just rejoices over you. May you give God more opportunities to rejoice over you. He rejoices over you with gladness. And he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. 
Hallelujah. That means God sings. I wonder what part he will sing. Whether it's soprano or <laughs> tenor or auto or bass. I believe God's voice is like mine. Hallelujah. I, that's what I choose to believe. You can believe whatever you want to believe. It's like mine. Amen. So God himself sings. He sings over people. And I personally believe that is one of the ways worship ministers and praise ministers receive their songs. That God sings the song into their spirit. Hallelujah. We'll come to that part of it. The, the worship or the music minister in the church. We'll, we'll come to that part later. I don't think I can finish the music today. Alright. So prepare for part two next week. Okay. Prepare for part two next week. I don't think I can exhaust what I have to tell you today. Alright. So so singing. God, God himself is, is musical. Alright. God himself is musical. And there are a lot of purposes for music. There are many purposes for music. But I believe the primary purpose of music is to praise and to worship God. The primary purpose of music is to praise and to worship God. That's why we are told of the elders in heaven, the angels in heaven, continually worshiping God. Music. Alright? And there is this entity called Lucifer. But we'll come to Lucifer very soon. You see, music is a very, very powerful thing. Music can have so much effect on an individual. Now, the evidence of how powerful music is and the penetrative power of music is seen in the Bible where in the whole of the Old Testament, the closest anybody came to casting out the devil you see, in the Old Testament, nobody cast out the devil. None of the very anointed people. Moses never cast out a demon. Elijah never cast out a demon. Elisha never cast out a demon. Who else can you name? All the anointed people who worked miracles and did so many powerful things. None of them cast out a demon. The closest anybody came to doing that was David. The Bible said, an evil spirit tormented Saul. And whenever the evil spirit came, they called David... And he used to play the lyre. The lyre is like a harp. It's like a string instrument of a sort. David came and played that instrument. And the Bible said the evil spirit left. That is the closest anybody in the Old Testament came to casting out a devil or a demon. That should tell you the penetrative power of music. That music can go beyond your ears, enter your soul, enter your spirit. And you need to understand that music is a language of its own. Just like you will take the 26th alphabet, the 26th alphabet, you can put them together and arrange them in different ways. And depending on how you arrange them, whether written or spoken, the arrangements can inspire. The arrangements can bring somebody's spirit down. The arrangement can instruct somebody. The arrangement can make somebody happy. The arrangement can make somebody sad. In the same way, the notes of music are like the alphabet. Depending on how you arrange them, it can have whatever effect you want it to have, even without words. Hallelujah. Look, for me, the power of music is not just in the words. The tune. Because, let me show you something. If you have a song, and you take the words out, it's still regarded as music, true or false. 
it's not regarded as music it's an instrumental or it's a what do you call it but if you take the instrumentals out if you take the the music the tune out you can't call it music again it becomes poetry or some recital of some sort so it tells you that the main thing holding the thing is the tune the words are just an addition hallelujah the tune is a language on its own the notes arranged are a language on their it's a language on its own and it doesn't even need lyrics for it to have an effect on you the new music playing in the background right now how does it make you feel if we don't get the one through that we'll use what Amufa is doing how, how does it make you feel anybody what what does it inspire you what 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 does it carry yes anybody anybody serenity do you agree calmness right relaxation you can't be tensed listening to this kind of thing right uh-huh. are there lyrics in it telling you be calm be calm be calm be serene be serene be serene be relaxed be relaxed be relaxed no words in it but it's communicating a message hallelujah that's what i'm telling you it is a language on its own even without words it is a language on its own depending on how you arrange the notes it can be inspirational you see movie makers make use of this thing a lot especially when it comes to horror movies how many of you have watched horror movies before don't pretend as if you don't watch these things carries the movie look i can challenge you and look for the scariest horror movie and simply mute the sound you can be the i mean greatest afraid man afraid woman in this world you will be able to watch the movie throughout and not feel anything the way they arrange the notes and the sudden heightening of it and you feel like jumping inside your what do you call it advertisers marketers they make use of music they add a certain music score to the thing and you see with this movie thing eh, that is why hollywood they'll spend millions of dollars on soundtracks soundtracks of movies there are composers who have made a fortune out of these things they just compose their songs you can't listen no this one will fit a horror scene oh this one will fit a heroic scene it's the music that makes you have crashes on the heroes. The way they'll fight, they'll beat the person, jump into the water, and you think they are dead, and then they just come out, and the water is dripping. There's this heroic music. You say, like, Oh, what a guy! What a guy! It's the music. Take the music out, you realize that it's not deep like that. Hallelujah. And so, music has serious effects i mean right now we are not even talking about whether it's secular or church music it's music in general it just has that ability 
say too much. Otherwise, people will start having nightmares. And I'm the same person. No, it's okay. It's okay. Those are having nightmares, and I'll be the one to have to pray for you. I don't want extra work for myself. All right. This is a theme for a movie. It's an old horror movie called Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Amityville Horror. Very, very, very scary movie. If you listen to this alone in your house, you are literally inviting the spirit of fear. Come, 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 come. You'll be there and a mosquito just passes through your ears. <laughs> you jump, you think demons are coming to your house. It's because of the music. All right. Music has a lot of effects. Now, when it comes to spiritual things, music is meant to be a vehicle for worshiping and praising God. All right. Let me tell you one thing. Spirits respond to music. Say it after me. Say spirits respond to music. Hallelujah. How many of you know God is a spirit? We know God is a spirit. Yeah. Spirits respond to music. That's what the Bible says. God inhabits the praises of his people. When we start praising God, he comes down. All right. If the right kind of music can bring down the presence of God if the right kind of music can bring down the presence of the Holy Spirit then the wrong kind of music can also bring down the presence of demons the wrong kind of music can bring down the presence of evil spirits principalities and powers hallelujah Yeah, music is, is, is so powerful spirits respond to music and you realize that music is also an integral part of idol worship when you go to the shrine they have their bell and they are something they'll play some things they'll be singing songs that they alone know as you see them in the movies and then suddenly the fetish priest gets possessed by whatever spirit it is and then he starts speaking in a language that only his small boy understands and then he interprets anything you see the devil do it's supposed to be a counterfeit of what God does so that is a sort of like um, tongues and interpretation of tongues. The gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Where the Holy Spirit can come upon someone, the person speaks in an unknown tongue, and another person interprets in a known tongue. Alright? It is the same thing. Music invites spirits. So if you play the right kind of music in your room, if you sing the right kind of music, it will bring down the presence of God. Hallelujah. If you have headphones on your head and you are infiltrating your system with the wrong kind of music too, you are inviting other kinds of spirits into your system. Now give me the first of the the quotations. These are things people have said. Alright. This is a quote by Napoleon Bonaparte. If you don't know Napoleon Bonaparte, go and read about him. Alright. He was once the leader of the French people and a very successful general. He won many battles, took many territories, conquered many countries. He said, give me control over he who shapes the music of a nation and I care not who makes the laws. Think about it. That's a very powerful statement. He said, give me control over he who shapes the music of the nation. The one who controls the music of the nation. And I don't care who makes the laws. Those who make the laws are supposed to be very important in the country. Laws are supposed to shape the nation. Ghana has been shaped by its laws. 
what we consider as right or wrong depends on the laws. What he's saying here is that those who make the laws are not as, as important as those who make the music. Because if you really want to influence a society, it is the music you must touch. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is a very, 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 very serious statement. Look, our views on certain things have been affected by the songs that we are hearing. Very soon I'll show you how music has the ability to escape the brain's security system. Such that with music, anybody can put anything they want into your head without your permission. Yeah. Values in society are shaped by music more than any other thing. Look, right now, eh, having a sugar daddy is not as big a deal as it used to be when we were kids. It's because people have written a lot of songs about sponsors and this and this. And people sing these songs. People, it's like the more you hear, the more normal it becomes for you. Yeah. You keep hearing and keep hearing and keep hearing and keep hearing. And it's like it's normal. It becomes normal. When we were young, the way society frowned on what do you call it? Having an affair with somebody's husband. Now people can stand on social media and boldly declare that they, they are too wise for you to sleep with them and don't get money out of you. Boldly fighting over married men on social media. It's because songs have been written over the years promoting these things. We dance to them. We go to parties. We dance to them. We listen to them. They are played over the airways and over time our opinions have been shaped by these things that we are hearing. And this one is, is just one of them. It's just one example. Alright? Give me the next quote. Uh-huh. This is lyrics from somebody's song. Alright? It's called Tyler the Creator. It says, any, anywhere you see blank, it means there's a word I can't use here. I've written blank in capital letters. It means there's a word I can't use here. It said, one, two, you are the girl that I want. Three, four, five, six, seven, blank. Eight is the bullet. If you say no, I just want to drag your lifeless body to the forest and fornicate with it. But this is because I'm in love with you. These are the sort of things people are listening to. What, 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 what kind of minds do you think people are going to have? Let me take it again. Say one, two. You are the girl that I want. Three, four, five, six, seven. Eight is the bullet. That means if you don't agree, I'll kill you. Is the bullet if you say no? I just want to drag your lifeless body to the forest and fornicate with it. I mean, this is, this is serious stuff. And these are lyrics in somebody's song. I came across it on the net. And I was looking for examples to give to you. So this is how society is being shaped. When you bombard your mind with this kind of lyrics, day, night, day, night, you are training yourself to be a rapist. You end up with a rapist mindset. You end up with a murderous mindset. People have committed crimes just because they have been inspired by songs. 
You see, when you listen to the wrong song at the wrong time, we've shown you that music can affect your emotions, right? Whether you get over that breakup quickly or not, it depends on the songs that you decide to listen to after he breaks up with you. If, it's, if he comes, he says, the thing, I don't feel it anymore. Let us go our separate ways. I see you as a sister, you know. Just understand it and listen. Instead of moving on, that's the time to rather thank God and worship God and praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. But instead, if you go and put, it must have been love, but it's over now. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. As for in your heart, oh my God. something <laughs> somebody annoys you at work your boss annoys you at work and you feel like you are, you are right you feel like no this one I, I, how can you talk to me like that instead of playing I surrender to you withholding nothing which will help you you decide get up stand up stand up for your right Get up, stand up, don't give up the fight. Get up, stand up, don't give up the fight. Suddenly, no, 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 I have to tell him something. No, you can't trample on my rights like that. You see the power of music. <laughs> Next, good. <laughs> number three is that if you want to measure the spiritual depth of a society make sure you mark its music this is Plato lived several years ago if you want to mark the spiritual depth of any society mark the music next one uh-huh. these are lyrics from when I finish the course, then I'll give you three categories of music. All right. Music. I see music in three clear categories. These are lyrics from a song by Rolling Stones. How many of you have heard of Rolling Stones before? Yeah. The title of the song is Sympathy for the Devil. It says, Please allow me to introduce myself. I am a man of wealth and taste. I have been around a long, long while. Stole many a man's soul and feet. And I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Made damn sure that Pilate washed his hands and sealed his feet. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guess my name. Can you guess the name of the one we are talking about here? Satanas himself. Himself. And these are songs that people are singing. You're actually singing about the devil. Openly singing about the devil. Next quote. This one, the person who said, you know him. You can read the name under. He said, Jesus cannot save you. Life starts when the church ends. And these are people who have following. Thousands of millions of people are following them. When they tweet one like this, 
they earn hundreds of thousands of dollars because the number of people who go to the internet just to go and read what they have tweeted. And this is what he's saying. Jesus cannot save you. Thank God today one of the praises they said only Jesus can save. Jesus can save. He said life starts when the church ends. There is no life without the church. Hallelujah. Life cannot start when the church ends. And these are the people influencing society. Next. There's one guy called Marilyn Manson. He said, I don't know if anyone has really understood what we are trying to do to lure people in. That's what he said in an interview. He said, he's a singer. He said, once we have got them, we can give them our message. And then the next quote will tell you where exactly he's coming from. From the same person. The next one. He said, hopefully, I will be remembered as the person who brought an end to Christianity. Things when you say you have, you, have, you have brought an automatic curse upon yourself. Hopefully you will be remembered as the one who ended Christianity. And these are people, people are following. People are following. Three clear categories of music, in my opinion. Music that clearly and unashamedly glorifies the devil. And then music that clearly and unashamedly glorifies God. And then the ones in the middle. That is where the problem is. Where you won't hear the name of the devil being mentioned. You won't hear Satan being mentioned. You won't hear hell being mentioned or anything like that. That is the, that gray area where a lot of people are struggling. But you see, if you examine the effect of music on the mind, basically what music is trying to do is to, is to, it's, it's, it's a battle for your mind. It's a battle for your frontal loop. The frontal loop of your mind. You know, the frontal loop controls personality, behavior. If you have an injury in your frontal loop, your personality can change all of a sudden. A calm person can suddenly become aggressive. Somebody who is a very quiet person can suddenly become very talkative. A lot of reasoning takes place there. A lot of judging takes place there. Some neurobiologists did some experiment. And they realized that when the frontal lobe is emitting, you see there are two types of waves. We have the alpha waves and then the beta waves. The beta waves, when, when, when the frontal lobe is emitting beta waves, that means at that point in time you are reasoning. You are sieving things. You are judging things. Alright? But there's another state the frontal lobe can find itself in. When it's emitting alpha waves. That's alpha. <laughs> it's emitting alpha waves. In that state, it's as if the mind is blank. There is nothing filtering anything that is entering the brain. And it's been shown that certain kinds of music can induce the frontal lobe to go into alpha wave mode. What it means is that when it's in alpha wave mode like that, you can insert anything into the brain on the wavelength of that music. And there will be no reasoning, no filtration, nothing. 
the brain will just accept the thing like that. You see, when it comes to the mind, the mind is different from the brain. The brain is the organ. The mind is the function. All right? We have the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. And the subconscious is even bigger than the conscious. The brain or the mind is a museum of information. Everything your senses have ever experienced, the five senses, hearing, touch, smell, whatever, everything you have ever touched, everything you have ever smelled, everything you have ever tasted, all of those things are in your brain somewhere. It's, it, there's a memory bank for it somewhere. The right situations will bring them out. There are times you smell some perfume and you remember your ex-ex-boyfriend. And suddenly, the hurt that came with that person teaching you just comes. It's like as if time has been rewound, and you have gone back to the day when he told you it is over. Just a smell. How many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, God, God bless you for being honest. Just a smell. The, the brain is a bank of information. What it means is that. Somebody can transmit some information to you through music. It is in your brain, but you don't know it's there. Because at that point in time, alpha wave mode was elicited. So there was no filtration, there was nothing. The brain has this way of, of actually filtering information. It has a way of, of, of making you forget certain things. You see, in my specialty, we deal with breaking bad news a lot. And that was when I realized that people, the, the brain can shut down to certain kinds of information the person doesn't want to hear. You will tell the person in clear English, clear language. Later the person will tell you that, no, you never said anything to me. And it's not like the person is lying. But the brain simply rejected the information. It is there. But the brain simply filtered it out. Hallelujah. You see, when you have been brought up in a certain way, you know this kind of music is bad. You know this kind of lyrics i'm not supposed to listen to it and stuff like that your brain automatically has a way of just shutting down to some of these things because of your upbringing because of the way you have been socialized all right and music as i'm saying it has a way of just shutting down that um that um filtration system to put whatever needs to be put into your head into your head it's the same alpha wave thing that the, those who do hypnosis they use they'll play some music or do something that will that will get your brain in that alpha wave mode and in that situation they can command you to do it you've seen you've seen some of those things before they'll just snap their finger like this and you know the person is just confused and blah 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 all sorts of things so i'm just trying to show you how powerful music is things can enter your mind things can enter your subconscious through the vehicle of music the time you realize your principles and your opinions over certain things are changing and you don't realize it there are certain things you believed were so wrong some time ago now you don't see them as so bad subconsciously things have been put into your mind and inserted into your mind amen that is how powerful music is if you take something like hip-hop hip-hop comes with a certain culture it comes with a culture of violence. A lot of their songs carry violent lyrics. Somebody did some, some experiments. Um, Anderson and Carnegie. I was reading the result of the experiment. They exposed people, groups of people to violent music. And they did certain experiments on them after. 
those that were exposed to the violent music started having violent thoughts more continually within the three weeks after the exposure more people among those who were exposed to the violent music had incidences of violent behavior either they slapped somebody or they knocked somebody down or did something music programs you hallelujah when you listen to some of the lyrics in some of these gangster songs some of them the beats are even gunshots and they make you believe you call yourself a gangster meanwhile you've never shot a gun so you begin to feel like Charlie you know there's something you about holding a gun and you know firing a gun and you know, those people they don't fire the gun straight like they do it like this yeah. <laughs> it comes with a certain culture young people listen to these things and spirits of violence enter them at time you realize the person has taken a gun shot somebody the person has, has, has taken a gun killed somebody and all these things are as a result of songs that people are listening to Pastor Adela talked about reggae you see when it comes to music eh, the genre is not really the issue because there are, there, are, there are reggae songs that are Christian. Alright? A singer like uh, Akese Brimpong is reggae he does. And he delivers it, it, it nicely. The problem with reggae is when it is Rastafarian reggae. Rastafarian reggae. And I'll tell you why Rastafarian reggae is a problem. Rastafarian reggae is a problem because when you read the principles of Rastafarianism, they propagate a false messiah. Who is this false messiah they are talking about? When you listen to reggae songs, you hear the Selassie, Haile Selassie. You know, they call him the Lion of Judah. Who is this Selassie they are talking about? It was one of the emperors of Ethiopia called Emperor Haile Selassie. Why do they consider him as the Messiah? The Bible had prophesied that the Messiah will come out of the lineage of David. And they believe the Queen of Sheba was from um, Ethiopia, right? When he visited Solomon. They believe Solomon impregnated her before she left. And she gave birth to some sons and... This Haile Selassie is from that lineage of King Solomon. So he is the Messiah. How smart. <laughs> he is the Messiah. Emperor Haile Selassie. So he's the Selassie they are talking about. And you see, the Ras they talk about, the Ras means Lord. In one of the ancient Ethiopian languages, Lord. And this Haile Selassie, his real name, the Haile Selassie is like a throne name when he became an emperor. His real name is Tafari Makonin. Tafari Makonin. So Ras means Lord. And the Tafari from his name, that's why they say Rastafari. Alright? So they are, when they mention Rastafari, they are talking about a Messiah who for you and I we know is not a Messiah. It's a false Messiah. And then they deify him when they say deify, it means they are giving him the status of a deity by adding Jah to his name. You see, the word Jah has been corrupted so much, but Jah is in the Bible. It's, 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 it's God. Give me um, Psalm, Psalm 60, 64 verse 8. It says, sing unto God. 
sing praises to his name extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name Jah and rejoice before him Jah is like a short form of Jehovah alright but you see the name has been used by these guys so much that when you hear Jah they think of wheat true or false <laughs> and when you hear Jah it's like it's very difficult for you to even call God Jah it's like smoking kind of thing alright so they have deified him by adding Jah to his name so Jah Rastafara and they believe they call the, the weed um, the holy herb. <laughs> they believe when you smoke it, it heightens your level of spirituality. Why wouldn't they think so? It gives hallucinations. Visual hallucinations, auditory hallucinations. They say when you smoke it, I'm not saying for you to go and try. They say when you smoke it, uh, those, who, those who have smoked some, should I ask you <laughs> those who have smoked some before? So when you smoke it, you you see colors that are not existing. <laughs> colors that really are not existent in nature. You will hear sounds like fine sounds that you know naturally cannot be produced anywhere. So you are floating like that in the air. Aha. Uh-huh. They said that one day smoke here in Ghana. Eh? <laughs> some white man who smokes something came to smoke one small one in Ghana here. He almost went mad. Our people, the way they're able to consume these things and walk. <laughs> There's a guy, when he smokes it like that, he'll just go and face the wall. Virtually the whole day, he's just standing there like this. <laughs> like that. <laughs> So the problem with reggae is not the, the rhythm of reggae. The truth is that that rhythm wasn't founded by the Rastafarians. They adopted it. All right, It's a rhythm that was there already. Okay? The problem is Rastafarian reggae. So when you are listening to Rastafarian reggae, it is a problem. Because their message they are propagating is a false messiah. They are promoting a false messiah. And a lot of people who listen to Rastafarian reggae, they end up being addicts of marijuana. This thing, it comes with the spirit. Hallelujah. All the greats of Rastafarian music from Bob Marley to Peter Tosha, they were people who openly accepted that they were smokers of marijuana. And so the problem with reggae is the Rastafarian reggae. Uh-huh. And you see, we believe in heaven, life after death and all of those things. They believe heaven is Africa. And their name for Africa is Zion. Zion. When you hear them talking about Zion, it's Africa. They believe one day all of them will gather here in a paradise called Zion. Here in Africa. No wonder you don't have white Rastafarians. They look at Africa and he said, This is paradise. No, I gotta stay in New York. <laughs> Zion. That's what they believe. So their beliefs are totally in opposition to the things that we believe. So you can't follow Rastafarian reggae as a Christian. And it's okay. It's 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 not right. It's not right. 
But there are some of their songs, they have some words inside, and people mistake them. Sometimes you don't take time crying, you're a music leader, you may raise it in church. That's one of them. It says what? There is no, no night in Zion. No night in Zion, there is no night there. Hallelujah. The, you see, the fact that there is hallelujah inside. The Zion they are not they are talking about is something we don't believe in in the Bible. Hallelujah, there is no night there. Rastafari is our light, and we need no other light. Hallelujah, there is no you boy, you chill. You see these songs, eh? You ask, how do you know? You ask, there's a difference between hearing and listening. If you have lived near a, 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 a drinking bar before, that's why I say, see, there's a subconscious mind. Though. There are things that have been recorded that you never sat down to listen. I, I remember I lived in such a place some time ago. My wife and I were like, ah. it's like all the hits, hip lights on. We, could, we, we knew the words. Like, and why you've been singing about they are singing, you can see, you can follow. Pe, 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 pe. Exactly. Is gone into your subconscious. That's why you need to come to church and worship and detoxify your spirit. Because in the course of the week, you've been exposed to all sorts of things. You must detoxify your spirit. You must detoxify your spirit. There's another one. They say what? Uh, what do you call it? Move to the left in the name of Jesus. Have you heard that one before? The fact that they have in the name of Jesus inside doesn't mean it is Christian. Move to the left in the name of the Lord. And then they go, shake the booty that Jesus gave. How can you sing such a song? (laughs) By next week, I'll I'll be showing you some songs we sing in church. That don't qualify. They shouldn't even come out through the door. Not here. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about church in general. Yeah. We, we must start filtering our songs. The fact that Jesus has been mentioned in it doesn't mean it's okay. The fact that hallelujah has been mentioned in it doesn't mean it's okay. The fact that amen has been mentioned in it doesn't mean it's okay. There's a certain song that has been used for a lot of choreography. He lives in you. I don't know if you have heard that one before. If you invest, that song is not a Christian song. They were not talking about God living in us. That's not what they were talking about. It was a soundtrack for the Lion King. And the lion, his father, Mufasa, the original Lion King, had died. And he was being inspired to go back and go to take the throne. He said, he lives in you. So when you look inside the water, you will see his image in you. You look like him. That's what they were talking about. It's some cartoon. They were talking about a cartoon. They were not talking about God. I've been to program very nice choreography. He lives in you and people. We don't investigate the songs before we sing them. We don't investigate the songs before we use them for what do you call it? Now we take secular songs and we take the lyrics out. And suddenly it becomes Christian. No. I'm telling you my opinion. 
I don't think that is right. How do you know where the person who wrote the music got the inspiration from? I'm sure David will be turning in his grave. I mean, not our music director, David. <laughs> David, King David will be turning in his grave when he sees these things. That can people wait on God for inspiration of tunes anymore? So we have to take songs that an unbeliever has written. You see, sometimes, eh? When a song comes by divine inspiration like that, you realize that it's best to leave it the way it came. When you try to tweak with it, there are certain songs and they came in certain languages. When you try to translate it into a more popular language, it's not the same. An example is Neokine's Mijioi, that old classic. It came in Ghana. You would expect that the tree version will hit more because more people speak. The tree didn't work. Well, at least for me. There is something about inspiration when it comes to Christian music. You can't sit down and let an unbeliever. You don't know where he got this inspiration from. There was this guy called Kenny G. I don't know where he still plays, but he plays jazz. Just an instrument. He has this wind instrument that he plays. And people... You know, play his songs. Most of the time, you go to restaurants and lunchtime, lunchtime readings. And try to digest the food easier. And, you know, things like that. Larry King interviewed him on CNN and asked him a question that, and the answer he gave shocked the whole world. They asked him, where do you get your inspiration from? His songs don't have any words. He opened his mouth and said, I get my inspiration from the devil. Straight up like that. No words, nothing. So you say, oh, this is nice music. Let me add words to it. Christian lyrics. It doesn't work. You see, when we want to win people to Christ, we must be prepared to let them change completely. Don't go and pick something that is like what they used to have and remodel it and relabel it and bring it to them. When you do that, then, it's like you have taken a bottle of whiskey and written a salvation message on it and say, take it, drink it, hoping that the person will read the message and change. That is in fact what we are trying to do. And may God deliver us from that. Hallelujah. Yeah, they say we must win the loss at all costs, but not at any cost like that. There are some costs that are not worth it. What I'm saying is my opinion. Hallelujah. It is my opinion. Me, my opinion. You will not see it written anywhere. So somebody will ask, so what kind of music can I listen to? As a Christian. Because, you see, that gray area I'm talking about is, 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 is there. What kind of music will I listen to? The answer to that is that the song must pass the test of Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8. The song must pass that test. Next week, I'll give you five tests. Then I give you five tests of doctrine sometimes. I give you five tests of music that should qualify to be in your song list or whatever. Philippians 5 8. This is Paul speaking. He said, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. 
Hallelujah. If what they are singing about is not true, like Jairus Tafara, is not true. He is not the Messiah. It's a lie. It's a figment of somebody's imagination. You shouldn't be feeding your spirit with it. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, this one, the pure one, 90 something percent of the secular music we listen to will not pass that test. Because even when they are talking about love, it's not the God kind of love. The love is, is, is I like you, your body tonight. Can, is, 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 is. Why won't people have problems with sexual sins? Say cool numbers. Let me just soak the cool numbers. It, it, you are cooling down your spirituality as well. <laughs> Ninety something percent will not pass this test. Pure. And now in Ghana, they've realized that when you hide sexual lyrics. Like you, you, I don't even know what word to use. Sexual lyrics and you, you put it in a metaphorical form. And you leave the rest for people's imagination. Those kind of songs sell. So you can see there's a deliberate effort. Just because one girl who sadly has passed away was very successful with that kind of thing. It's like they are saying, but they are not saying it. They can defend it by saying, well, it's something else we are talking about. But everybody knows that this thing they are talking about is profanity. It is not pure. It is not pure. It can't be in the repertoire of, or, or, or what do you call it, your, your, your records. It, it shouldn't be on your laptop. It shouldn't be on your phone. And you see, the devil, eh, his plan is that if I can't get you to worship me, then I will distract you from worshiping God. It's as simple as that. He uses camouflage. Two of his weapons are counterfeit and camouflage. Camouflage. The devil didn't come as the devil in the garden of Eden. Otherwise, Eve wouldn't have minded him. But he came as a serpent. And he's using that same method when it comes to music. When you read Ezekiel 28, Satan had musical instruments woven into his body. Ezekiel 28. Now that he is our enemy and is fighting against us, don't expect that he will use his strongest asset, which is music. Whether openly, where those who are openly glorifying Satan are, or even in the gray area, by distracting people from worshiping God. Look, we have too many Christian songs that you don't know. Some of the songs we sang today, you were doing a browning cattle like that. I think the music directors, when you examine, you realize that Charlie, this particular song, people were not. Then you put it on the church page with lyrics. So next time we are singing, we cannot sing. Hallelujah. There are too many hymns. There are too many. Take Methodist hymn book alone. Plenty songs. You don't know how to sing one quarter of the songs in there. Don't bother yourself with. You see, the reggae, reggae metamorphosed into raga. I don't know whether you people came and met raga. You didn't meet Raga. Hey, people are young in this world. You don't know Shabarangs. Hey, Radia, <laughs> Small boys are young. 
Mr. Loverman, shut up. Small boys and girls. And Raga also metamorphosed into what we are calling dance hall now. As a dance hall, you know. The dance hall king. <laughs> they are all offsprings from reggae. Rastafarian reggae. The, the culture is similar. Dance hall comes with a culture of seduction. You can't see a dance hall music video and there wouldn't be a woman wriggling and a woman half naked and doing certain things and saying in the raga days it was even worse it was even worse all of these things are in the same line as a Christian you, you have too many songs that will edify you and then there's that category of songs that don't make any sense people just put some words together I don't want to mention names. I'm on Facebook, so before Facebook shuts me down, they just put some words to get that like. And people are, and you see, the power of music is said that when these songs come out first, people will be insulting the people. You don't have any music, but with time, one guy released one like not too long ago. So you know the one I'm talking about. Uh huh. And people were, were like, oh, we are disappointed. You are more talented than them. Hey. When I'm going through time, when they release the uh, the drinking bars and things to start. Uh, everywhere you pass, everybody's singing. And when they start playing the song, no, Charlie, the atmosphere just changes. When we were younger, there was some song. The whole song is only one word. Hey, Alaji, Alaji, Alaji. Hey, Alaji. Hey, when the party, if you don't play Alaji, it means the party wasn't nice. When they start playing Alaji, people run like dignified people were sitting down like they don't know Alaji. No, suddenly they are dancing and sweating. Let me show you what the writer of Ecclesiastes calls this song. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 5. Give it to me as we close. Ecclesiastes 7 5. It says, it is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of what? I didn't say it though. It is Bible. That means Bible is acknowledging that there are songs of fools. Songs of fools. Paraphrase is foolish songs. They don't edify, they don't educate. It's just words put together, nothing. I remember there was one song like that, and I was saying, God, those of you understand, you, do you know how mad we are? You keep singing this song, and you think you'll not go mad? You go crazy. Then we are singing nothing. If the right kind of music can bring down the presence of God, the wrong kind of music can invite demons into your house. It will invite demons into your room, invite demons into your life. I remember when I was a student. One day I was walking towards B block and I could discern like clearly the presence of demonic spirits. Like it's so tangible this this one is not like speculation clear discernment of the presence of demon on the road in front of B block and R block and I didn't understand I had never sensed that level of presence of demonic spirits before and then that time they were having what do you call it UGMSA week you know when they do it that they put speakers on the car park and they are playing all 
source of songs. And the Holy Spirit told me that is the source of it. Attracting all sorts of presence, demonic entities around us. I'm not saying every song that doesn't glorify God has it is demonic. But for me, as the Bible has said, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Some of you, you can't be consistent with the things of God simply because you are feeding your spirit with certain kinds of songs. You are feeding your mind with certain kinds of songs. You are listening to certain kinds of songs. You are, you are, you are consuming certain kinds of songs. My prayer for you today is that God will liberate you from any form of bondage. Look, you can't be a song minister, somebody who is in a choir, and you are feeding on other things whose source you can't even tell. Remember, we are dealing with camouflage here. If it comes raw like that, you recognize and run away. So the thing has been coded. I watched a video some time ago. Somebody was exposing the evil nature of certain kinds of music. They got a song and played it. Do you know LP? That black thing, the one that goes wrong long ago. They were like CDs. All time. They played the thing the right direction. And you could hear normal music, normal lyrics. By some technology, they managed to play the thing backwards. And everybody was shocked at what they could hear. They could hear incantations. They could hear curses in clear words. Coded into the thing. That means so long as you are listening to that music, those curses are being rained upon your life. And those incantations are being chanted into your life. So you are there, oh, the lyrics are fine, the song is okay. One man who was into worldly music, he said, those days, and he has repented, and he said, those days, when they make the song, they will take it to, you know, there's churches that openly worship Satan. They worship Satan. They'll take it to the satanic church. The lyrics, everything is fine. And then the priest will invoke the presence of a principality. That the principality should come and bless the music. And the blessing is that every CD will have a demon following it. So you buy the CD and you buy a demon into your home. Suddenly, waking up to pray is a problem. Being consistent in church is a problem. You start struggling with certain habits. You realize the love for the things of God has just gone down. You see, there are certain songs, they may not be bad, but they are just distractions from the love of God. When you are feeding your mind with these things, feeding your spirit with these things, when you come to church, you will struggle to flow when we are worshiping. I pray that God will give you the grace to get rid of the things that you need to get rid of. Some of you, you need to go and format your playlist. You need to go and delete certain things from your playlist. I don't know whether people use CDs nowadays, but you need to go and get certain things out of your playlist. Just, just get rid of them. Yes, they may not be bad. It may not take you to hell, but it may also not help you. Many people don't have enough discernment to be able to tell when a song has demonic backing. So as you can tell, just avoid the ones that don't bring glory to God. It's as simple as that. There are too many Christian songs. You don't know all of Joe Metal songs. That some of them if we raise right now, you'll not be able to sing. There are so many songs we can learn. Your spirit man must be occupied with God all the time. Because you see, there are so many dangers and God continually warns us. But when our spirit men have been tainted by some of these things that we listen to, we miss the messages from God. When you have worshipped, you hear God clearer. When God says, don't use this lane, 
you hear it better. But if you have been listening to somebody else, God will be talking and talking and talking and talking and you will not hear and you will take that wrong thing. My prayer for you is that God will give you the grace to start a revolution in your life. Look, starve yourself of music that doesn't glorify God for a while and you will see how your relationship with God will grow in leaps and bounds. You will hear God clearer. You will enjoy the word more. You will enjoy praise more. You will enjoy worship more. You'll be more enthusiastic about the things of God. You'll be more enthusiastic about coming to church. And you realize that even some of the habits you have been struggling with will begin to go. I want us to stand to our feet and pray. We'll end here and continue next week. This is just the beginning of, of the topic of music. We want to pray. We want to pray. We want to pray. Maybe you know somebody. Maybe it's even you yourself. Addicted to worldly music addicted to music that doesn't glorify God. There are people who are addicts to hip-hop, addicts to Rastafarian reggae, addicts to dancehall. And there are some people too, they are not addicts yet, but they know that tendency is there. It's like the love for those things is there. It is a struggle not to listen when they hear. And I believe a lot of Christians find themselves in this category. We want to pray that Lord, have mercy upon your people. Give us the grace. Give us the grace. I'm telling you, if you are able to overcome these things, your spiritual life will grow in leaps and bounds. Some of these things are mere distractions. They may not have any demonic power behind them. They may not have any evil force behind them, but they are just pure distractions from God. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Especially if you are a music minister, you are a singer, you are in a choir, and you are struggling with these things. You want to pray that, Lord, take this burden away from me. Take this burden away from me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. I didn't plan to do this, but just keep praying. If you are here and you find yourself in that category, I want to pray for you. Maybe you are not addicted, but you realize you struggle a bit. It's like deep inside you, you like some of these things. I want you to come forward to me right now. Can I have oil? I'll just pour oil on your head. Just come. Don't, don't be shy. Don't be shy. God wants to start something new in your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just come from wherever you are. Just come from wherever you are.
information reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our facebook page the overflow worship center stay blessed overflow